Hey, Charlie. Yeah, Giovanni. You want to be on top? I don't want to be on a top. I want to be on the top. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to You Want to Be on Top, a podcast dedicated to all things America's next top model, where your hosts, Charlie Jensen and I, Giovanni and Aya, we live all our favorite and cringy moments from the iconic show spanning 24 cycles. We are going straight to the catwalk and walking like it's for sale and the rent is due tonight. Join us as we cry, smize, and close the gap to claim the title of America's Next Top Model. So we leave you with this. Do you want to be on top? (laughs) Yes. Welcome back to the original You Want to Be on Top, an episode-by-episode retrospective of America's Next Top Model, not hosted by any famous drag queens. I'm your co-host, Charlie Jensen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Giovanni Anaya of the ANTM Institute International. Good afternoon, Dr. Anaya. Hi, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Hi, everyone. We're about to get educated. This is a very educational episode. I am excited. Take us to class, Dr. Anaya. And we have a special (laughs) guest joining us today. Please introduce yourself to the panel. Hi, I'm Jovita. Thank you for having me back. Jovita, you are a gem. We love having friends (laughs) back. Thank you for joining us. Jovita's amazingness was too much for just one episode, so we had to bring her back immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Jovita just gets it. Jovita understands the assignment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's get down to business and work through today's episode. We're discussing cycle two, episode four. Dr. Anaya, you want to kick us off? Sure, why not? So Elimination Edit opens with a focus on Katie and Janasha. Um, Katie's under a lot of stress because, you know, she's 18 years old. So she's going through stuff. She's going through the growing pain still probably because, you know, she's kind of actually very immature for her age. She's on a journey. Yeah, as we all are, as I was too. as well. journey to whiteness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We get a very um, disclosure slash very somber Um, cut to Mercedes talking about living with lupus and how she feels very nervous about letting the girls know because she doesn't want to let anyone know that she's going through something and then like I don't even know would anyone use it against her be like oh she has lupus she's gonna suck today like I think she thought they might they might think that she can't model got it because of her symptoms okay yeah I think also she seems so like resilient and she wants to come off as strong and I think she yeah. is and I think it would really bother her having the girls talking about it like every single second of the day I think she's like it'll honestly be easier for me to just keep this to myself because these mm-hmm. girls are like basic okay yeah I feel that okay I see. Oh, you I know see. some some hiding of the disability um well it is morning time and the girls get you know their 8 a.m wake up call to go meet our favorite trainer this cycle um martin at the gym where they're going to play the last woman standing um which probably you know looking back on it isn't the best like you're obviously pitting and this particular workout they're pitting each other against each other and it just doesn't feel right for me because a man is coaching them it's a great idea to reboot the Tim Allen sitcom, though. I'll, t- I'll say that. I don't know. Honestly, this is like my ideal situation. I would love <laughs> to do this type of like, yeah. Because I mean, you are a, like a fucking beast. I you would beat. I feel like you would beat someone up. You could probably beat Thank me. Thank you. Up. I have. And I'm like twice. <laughs> and I'm twice your size, Tobita. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> listen, I have three older brothers, but I'm just saying I kind of know it. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And well, you know, the last two women standing are April and Camille. 
and you know they hit the punching bag as hard as they can and then they go to a, a push up off that turns into a plank off mm-hmm. um and april was like it burns but i'm gonna get through it and that's i, I said that too at the free clinic when i got chlamydia <laughs> <laughs> this is the same space we're just gonna be honest yeah. today moms if it. your kids are in the car now's the time to turn on radio disney <laughs> or tell them what chlamydia is because it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's one that is easily healable with yeah. Yes. some creams or pills right or something I mean, I've never it, it was it, a but... it was a shot it was a shot in a pill <laughs> talk to your children about chlamydia before someone else does <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. um i mean i am a doctor so i guess i'm here to talk about anything i guess we see that camille gives in and you know, she falls to the mat and Martin, Martin, Martin picks april as the winner because she is the last woman planking uh the first tyra male arrives and Katie reads it. It says, you are what you wear, dressed to express. This kicks off the teach of the week. We meet Tyra and Dr. Anaya's gay dad, Simon Doonan. And look, if anyone listening to this podcast knows anything about fashion or has worked in retail, if you look up visual merchandising in the dictionary, there is a photo of Simon in there. He is literally everyone's gay dad. Tyra tells us that models end up on the best dress lists and also the worst dress lists. And then she so- shows us some of her worst dress looks. One is terrible, one is fine. The girls then get evaluated by Simon in front of the group while wearing an outfit that they think most expresses who they are. And we just instantly know that it is time for a roast. Fire up the burners. Uh, April says she likes to be provocative and show some skin, but Simon says that's not fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? If you if I had a body like April, Bang I it. would want to show off something. Not all of every, not the whole body, but I would show little bits and pieces. What she's doing? She's got like uh, nice. No, uh, Charlie. She what? was show, the the girls were out. The belly what? button was out. No, 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 no. It was, it was a, a giant slit thing. from her neck to her fucking pubic bone. Wow. It almost looks like a swimsuit. It, lo- it literally looked like, like a fucking swimsuit cover-up. I thought it, it but been. she would get into a club immediately wearing <laughs> yes, that thing. Yes, yes. April walks in at Mama Shelters. She she will get in, into it immediately. <laughs> All right. Well, y'all can be wrong. I think she looks fine. Ioana looks most like a model out of all of the girls. Um, Simon says that Sarah looked like a respectable sex worker <laughs> with her thigh-high boots and fishnets and mini. Shandy looked like she owned her own vintage quirky style. And Camille wears the colors of the Jamaican flag and describes the colors that the colors mean green for the land, yellow for the sun, and red for the bloodshed. Janasha is meanwhile rocking some very suspicious wedge sneakers. Those things were so small and so hideous, hideous hideous wedge sneakers. Well, I think she's like, I think she's five, six. I I don't know Mm -hmm. off the top of my head. But so I'm assuming maybe her feet are like a size three probably because she's tiny. She she looks tiny period. Yeah. She she looks tiny in those four inch (laughs) wedge sneakers still. Ironically though, she's like, I chose this to make me look taller. And Tyra's like, you don't need to look like you're not five, seven. You just need to make five, seven look good. And she looks like she's wearing um, tiny children wedge sneakers (laughs) and around a size two. Girl, what child do you know is wearing wedge sneakers though? 
Barbie shoes. Yeah, it's like little Barbie shoes. <laughs> like she looks like she wore her actual Barbie shoes. Except Barbie <laughs> would never make those hideous ass shoes. Barbie would never. Barbie has taste. Back at home, Mercedes is stressing about her lupus and her hair loss. But thankfully, Mercedes' hair is like 10 times thicker than all the girls combined. <laughs> and she is boss. She's like, you know what? It's good. I'm alive. I'm good. And she's just putting her hair back and moving through it. Mm -hmm. And another Taylor male. Arrives announcing a wacky day with one of the wackiest designers in New York City. And turns out it's the inventor of wacky, Mrs. Betsy Johnson, who looks like a dragged out American girl doll on Molly. <laughs> um, Betsy gives them their challenge. Um, I mean, no, seriously, Betsy has some wild eyeliner going on mm -hmm. and some deep lip gloss. Like, I wrote that this was her prime, and yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, no, that was truly her prime. Everyone was wearing those dresses to homecoming prom. And um, her challenge is to dress themselves with clothes from each other's closet. Dun, so dun, the girls dun. run in. Yes. Oh my gosh. Start raiding each other's closet. And then they all start walking and to the runway for Betsy and they want to express Betsy's fun and silly style. Sarah right off the bat is just strong. And Betsy says that she could have walked in her last show. Um, Joanna and Mercedes were also strong. And then Betsy, Betsy <laughs> that Shandy overdid it, which to me, I thought that she underdid it. I don't think mm -hmm. Shandy can overdo anything in her no. life. Well, she like did, she like pulled her little, her little, her um, like cow neck sweater down a little bit more. She looked like she was going to church though. So then in a surprising twist, Betsy chooses Shandy, who she just said overdid it to be the winner because she said that her personality still shined through. And I immediately thought, yeah, and that personality trait was boring. Sometimes boring gets you far in life. I mean, which explains why she won. Because if yeah. that was the challenge to express, to really showcase her personality, <laughs> then she really fucking did that. She's boring <laughs> from beginning to end, so... Yes, this whole industry was built on putting other people's clothes and still making them look boring. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Well, we find out that the prize is a night out in New York to a fabulous dinner, as Betsy likes to... I feel like fabulous was like the buzzword of the moment. Like everyone was just saying fabulous in this true. time. Very true. And the girls asked for Betsy to do her iconic cartwheel. She stressed out the penthouse and she gives it to them you know what i'm i'm 29 years old and i can't do a cartwheel and you know how old was betsy at this time maybe like in her 50s doing cartwheels you know give it to her fucking osteoporosis who <laughs> <laughs> well we're back at the penthouse and the girls find out that they're having dinner with who the who? girl who won last time who? <laughs> according yes. to someone who yelled it in the penthouse miss adrian curry and they are going for a hey upper east siders kind of dinner shandy picks yomara and yoana to join her um i'm not sure why i, I wouldn't want to even have dinner with those two honestly not with Joanna. She's a little boring too, I guess, for me, but mm -hmm. I would want to have fun. Um, but also, I guess Shandy is just like, it, maybe this is like roommate syndrome again, where she picks yeah. the people she sleeps with. Why are we <laughs> shocked by Shandy picking a boring dinner? True. <laughs> okay. Okay. She's like, I'll have, I'll have the cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and then while they're at dinner with Adrian, you know, it is time for the tea to be spilled. You know, Adrian is in her brand chain smoking inside the restaurant in a closed <laughs> private room. <laughs> in the 2000s. Uh, yeah. And in Adrian doesn't even like ask their names before just being like, so who do we want? Yeah, to I don't even think she knows who's who at this no. point. No. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, Bless her. I got the skinny, I got the skinny, I got Elise cycle two. Um, and I don't know you two. Um, and they talk a lot of shit. The tea is spilt. It is piping hot. Where is Wendy Williams when you need her? And they talk about who they want to go home. And somehow they all unanimously sync up and say Camille and mm-hmm. Katie. Um, and then they make fun of Katie because she's like immature, obviously. And Adrian is just like wanting more and like, you know, what what's going on? And then Tamara's like, you know, Camille broke my earrings. And it's just like, it's too much. Like, girl their earrings let it go let it go yeah and then back at the loft the girls who did not go to dinner are you know mocking the other girls walks and they for some reason katie is just spot on with these impersonations she does the Mm -hmm. xiomara walk that looks like she's a a stick shoved up her ass (laughs) she does camille and the the lady balls that katie has to make fun of someone who's still in the house (laughs) camille's like on her bed doing her nails (laughs) and she's out walking that runway in the body of katie yeah. <laughs> um, they do Joanna's famous horse walk. Um, and then Adrian just talks about loving this one shoot that she did. Maybe this one check that she got. Because, you know, if you have one opportunity, <laughs> you're, you're going to milk this for as much as you can. And she loves being... She loves being naked. We obviously know this from her her time on the show. She was naked constantly. Um, and she was just covered in, in diamonds because she is a spokesmodel for Sierra or Sienna Diamonds. And we see like three shots of her, which I think were probably the whole campaign. And <laughs> we think that this was a, a trade for print shoot because she was wearing, wearing one of diamonds. the diamonds. She was paid in diamonds because yeah. all you can talk about the diamonds. Yeah. The diamond was like in her cleave. It was like... Drip, it was hanging drip. on those... Those new chicken cutlets, because you know those girls were brand new. <laughs> they oh, weren't yeah, that they full. Good, they weren't that full last time. <laughs> but they looked good because they looked very natural. Yeah, they looked. They, they remind me of that scene in Wild Wild West with Will Smith when he he slaps those like the ladies' breasts and they look like just like watered like jugs and balloons. I do not have that. <laughs> I cannot. I, I cannot believe <laughs> what you described was actually captured on film. That's horrifying. <laughs> There I am again, appeasing to the straits. Again, I'm multifaceted. (laughs) The next day, another Tyra male. arrives announcing the photo shoot the next morning when they get there they find out they'll be made over to look like celebrities the photographer this week is andrew eccles i don't know leave it at that leave it at that <laughs> they get assigned their celebs you want to get audrey hepburn not a stretch katie gets marilyn monroe which is actually a stretch because i thought they would have given her twiggy yeah that makes a lot of sense mm, that would have been too obvious janasha gets salma hayek Ziomara is the most shocked though when she be she discovers that she's going to become grace jones so the first thing we see is blackface happening on top of Ziomara. Tyra Banks invented blackface. <laughs> Literally. She brought, she brought blackface to the people in prime time. Um, you know, Ziomara yeah. has an Afro-Latina background and she was clearly uncomfortable going undergoing this transformation. And um, Tyra had to kind of talk her down. Was like, Grace is a fashion icon. Right. But uh, yeah, what is what is seems unfortunate is that it seems like she like she wasn't upset because she was getting, you know, the act of blackface was happening. She was upset because she was about to be portrayed as someone darker from what it seems like. 
um, and what Tyra later says too. So I really wish, I feel like she could have had that moment where she was like, why are you doing blackface? That yeah. would have been so much woke. She probably would have been sent home, but. And, and maybe there's like the, the androgyny angle of Grace Jones too that might've been at work. Mm-hmm, that's true. When, when you feel like everyone else is being made over into a beautiful woman and then you get a very androgynous character, like you might feel that you've been put at a disadvantage. Yeah, it's like, do I look that manly? Yeah. Janasha and Katie though, struggle the most to bring out their characters. That night, Katie calls home and complains to her boyfriend that modeling is hard. Boo-hoo. But you know, as a good boyfriend, he tells her not to quit, that his girlfriend is not a quitter. And so, you know, I would hope that my future partner, wherever wherever you may be, would tell me the same thing too. He says she's not a quitter, but she kind of is. <laughs> yeah, she kind of is. As you said, I think it's also a good trait just because most guys like don't support their women like succeeding yeah. without them and want them. Especially home. on this show. You know? Yeah, so kudos See, to also- him. Cycle when Nicole. Yeah, I also feel like Katie was uncomfortable because Marilyn Monroe is like the sex pot. Like she is what every man wants. And she was like still a teenager. So she probably was like, why am I, why am I Marilyn? I mean, Marilyn was very curvy. She was like a size 12, right? Mm-hmm. And she's Latina. Uh, I don't know if she yeah. was a size 12, but I know she's Latina. What's her, what's her fucking name again? Norma Jean? Norma Jean Baker? She's like, a, she's like a little bit. Okay, well, let's, we'll say that for another day. <laughs> for the Marilyn Monroe podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe was 5'5", five five, and she wore okay. a size 14 blouse. Ooh, okay. Wow. That goes, she had some titties. <laughs> <laughs> the one in JFK. The next day, another Tyra male. Announcing panel, but this male is seen and not heard, which means that no one reads it. So the girls are all wearing matching little black dresses, which honestly, they all look great, even though some of them- I agree, you know, I love uniform. Yeah, they looked really cute. Um, There wasn't someone like randomly wearing pajamas, throwing them off. And Betsy kicks off the panel challenge and instructs them to accessorize their dress with a set of items from the table and they should express their personal style. I love that also Betsy said, there's stuff on the table. This, this stuff. stuff. <laughs> no. And just the sheer panic that they go into. Because at this point, they've lost their identities. Like, they're all bald. They're just, you know, they're like, I don't have a personal style. You literally just told me that my personal style was fucking trash earlier they're, in this episode. Now you want me to express it? Okay. They're in model boot camp. They're getting broken down. And now Betsy's <laughs> going to build them back up. Yes, exactly. So Tyra is feeling her oats in her red cornrows and her dog collar necklace. Tyra gives Janice a light roast by calling Janice a best-selling author and the first supermodel, as she claims. <laughs> what is she claiming, though? The, the best-selling author or the first supermodel? She's the first supermodel, for sure. Yeah, I think she's just calling her out. You could tell they were fighting before they started filming. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, but at this point, Janice still looks great. Like, I feel like at one point, so I, you know, as the seasons go on, I'm going to at that point be saying Janice stopped looking great. <laughs> so at this point, she looks amazing. The girls get through valuations. Um, April looks a little Kmart as Christina Aguilera as Catherine Zeta-Jones. Hello, blue light special. <laughs> Clean up on all five. And 
<laughs> Joanna, everyone's favorite, but apparently problematic, um, has a beautiful face. And Nigel said that her eyes popped. And did not mention her body this time. Good job, Nigel. <laughs> she was covered up wearing a, a crisp white blouse and a sweater and jeans. So there was no body in this photo. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No. Shandy was odd but good as Nicole Kidman. I mean, have we met Nicole and- Kidman? <laughs> <laughs> and Janoshka. <laughs> right when I said that, I knew it was wrong. What is it? Janasha. Janasha. Janasha gets roasted for being short, as she has been this entire episode. <laughs> yes. Just like, oh my gosh, and she's five seven. It's not even like she. They're acting like she can like star in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it's very true. Everyone's like, Janasha, you're short. Yeah, like even those wedge sneakers. But she brought me here. (laughs) You knew I I was short when you met me. Exactly. You saw 5'7 on my application. Like, why are you wasting my time? This is very, very um, reminiscent of how we defended ebony skin texture last <laughs> last cycle and Very now true. it's like i came on with this face so you know what i looked like <laughs> yes yes oh my gosh tyra says that sarah knows how to use her body as angelina jolie but she definitely looked like very sylvester stallone in the face so katie looks dead in front of the camera just like marilyn monroe's dead body <laughs> good god all right and janice r.i.p actually Mary Marilyn probably looks like great as a corpse totally <laughs> Like 10 out of 10. So Janice says that Katie looks like a beautiful guy here. And Eric says it's a little drag, but Tyra says that drag queens wish that they looked this good. Tyra also positioned herself as an expert in drag culture in a recent episode and and claimed that she herself is a drag queen trapped in a woman's body, which we- Oh my gosh, Tyra, I mean, Tyra. Oh, Which means she has a man inside of her. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> and Betsy says that she isn't strong enough to cut it, um, like mentally, emotionally, or like physically, honestly, she could only hold her pose out to stick her ass out mm-hmm. that like one second when Tyra was trying to teach her how to stick her ass and her titties out. I don't even think she, she could not did hit that. that pose. I don't even no. think she did that. She, she just didn't. like sat, she, she like not. was a little bunched over. She was very uh, yeah. uncomfortable. I mean, she was fucking basically wearing that fucking Jean-Paul Gaultier fucking cone bra. We'll, <laughs> we'll come to know this teach from Tyra as the toot your booty move, but it doesn't have a name yet, but it, Katie cannot do it. Cannot no, do it. No, no. No booty is tooching for her. No. Well, let's get down to elimination, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Mercedes gets called first because she is the beautiful and handsome Billie Holiday. <laughs> she nailed it. <laughs> That was a joke. That was a reference to Clueless because it said handsome. <laughs> I love him. No, honestly, that was my dumbass earlier too. I was like, Billy Holiday. I feel like I've always think that Billy Holiday is a guy. I finally- You're thinking of Billy Idol. No, you know who I, there's a lot of Billies. There's a lot of Billies out there. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, and then you, as Mercedes is walking up, Tyra clocks her and is like, where's the energy, bitch? Where is this bubbly personality that you, you had come in coming into the door and now there's like nothing and she's noticing it now and then we get Siomara surprisingly though because like the the back and forth that they were on her about you know this but she got a good shot in the end um Shandy mm-hmm. was called third I feel like she, she should have been called second um Joanna, Sarah April 
and Camille, who um, played Miss Diana Ross, but gave me very, um, I'm at my mammogram kind of like pose. Like she was just like, here I am holding my titty. <laughs> and wow. Okay. The delivery, the word choice, Dr. Anaya, that was tough. You're welcome. I mean, even though the doctor. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't deal with a lot of titties though. <laughs> um, and Tyra, you know, is famous for giving her her um, constructive criticism and says that just like Miss Ross, Camille has a diva attitude and she has got to lose it because it is not cute. And American people love humble models because mm -hmm. I guess America is the land of the humble, but mm -hmm. you could have fooled mm -hmm. me. Yeah. I know. So Katie and Janasha are in the bottom two. Janasha goes home, but sadly no one sees her walk out because she's so low to the ground. Oh, you, you, you cut, you cut her to the to knees. <laughs> <laughs> but as little she is, she knows that she is the coolest and the funnest one because she says, this house is not going to be the same without me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's, she, what, what's, she, what's she going to do, Jovita? She's going back to Hooters. She's going to sling back some wings, bitch. She's girl said <laughs> she is going back to go slanging chicken wings at Hooters back with her friend being the happy person that she is. And this house is going to totally suck without me. <laughs> Did it though? <laughs> I want to know if she still works at Hooters. Yeah, girl, I hope not. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the we'll do judging the judges. I'll see you in court and talk about the feedback and our takes on the photos. So you know, what, what were some standouts for, uh, for you, Dr. Naya, in this film? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be honest because <clears throat> that is what my brand is. This is a costume photo shoot. This is, there's nothing fashion about this. The, I think the idea of being dressed up and photographs, photographed as a celebrity, unless it's an editorial and it's like a five page spread, then I get it, but it's like, this is just one photo. Mm -hmm. And it's like, literally like, like it's just costume to me it's impersonation i mean it really is like drag adjacent in some ways one thousand percent and it is apparently very drug mm. on katie yeah um but you know i honestly i really do like katie's photo i think she embodies um the the epitome of what marilyn was like she has the chest out she has the arched back the booties out the her legs look amazing she has legs for days siomara also has legs for days mm -hmm. and i feel like maybe siomara was upset that she was playing grace jones because that's exactly what she was doing she was playing grace jones yeah and she was becoming um you know she likes to claim twenty thousand shades darker um, but also like shame on Siomara for talking like that though, because she's mm -hmm. a woman of color. Yeah. You know, so I feel like, you know, this is what you were assigned, so you got to do it well. I mean, even though it wasn't the best. Um, it's, it, you know what though? I feel like this is um, Siomara's signature pose. It's fucking spread eagle. Yeah. We got spread eagle in the seed management. And this is straight up fucking spread eagle too. But Tyra coached her into this pose too. Which we saw in the episode. Yeah, but there were also, mm -hmm. oh, I'm sure there were other photos, but sure. I also feel like this pose is iconically Grace Jones. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I honestly think that when it comes to Zamora now looking back at this, I feel like she didn't know who Grace Jones was and then had to be pumped up by Tyra about how iconic she was and show her all these pictures. And then that's when I think she got excited about it because like her energy changed completely. And I think that's because she realized who she was or was yeah. taught 
and then got this amazing photo because she's honestly one of my favorites. It's unfortunate that she is like, you know, essentially black faced, but like she crushed it. Agree. She did. I mean, oh God, I wish I had her life. She was coached head to toe <clears throat> by Tyra, but one thousand percent. Joanna looks like a J. Crew ad. I'm not here for it. This is not commercial modeling. <laughs> this is high fashion modeling. But you know, this is also a costume again. It's also um, a weird like I don't associate this look with Audrey Hepburn. Like I don't know no. why she's not like in ballet flats <laughs> and black cigarette pants. I would have done like, a, like, can I be on a Vespa? I feel like I, I would have loved like a Roman holiday, Aubrey yes. Hepburn, like give me a Vespa, like something interesting. Um, I have a feeling, I think Janasha is Photoshopped because I think she's flat chested and she has some um, tiggle bitties <laughs> in this photo. She works that at is Hooters. That's such a hilarious point. Giovanni, Wait, she works yeah. at Hooters. <laughs> you but, can't work at Hooters does, without boobs. It does make sense why they would add it so dramatic because I yeah, know like a this looks this looks heavily and photoshopped. And they were like, "Oh, it's Salma Hayek. We gotta give her some big ass titties." Um, I don't like it. Doesn't look good. It does look a little off. Yeah. yeah. One thing I want to note about this shoot is the key aspect of the pose because the girls who got people who had iconic poses like Marilyn, like Grace Jones, like Diana Ross, I w- maybe Billie Holiday. I think that one's starting to be a stretch, but they are the ones who I think are the most successful photos. And then like, mm-hmm. like how do you pose like Salma Hayek? Like, like Janasha here is like trying to be sultry. She just looks sexy, yeah. Right, and so it doesn't, it, it reads more fashion, but I'm also gonna say that for that reason, Shandy's photo is one of the best, Yeah, you know, could stand alone in a, in a portfolio because she doesn't look literally like, like Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. She's just this so looks, Yeah, no, that's true. This looks like a Vanity Fair mm-hmm. um, like tribute to Nicole Kidman Absolutely. who's still alive. I shot was by, just thinking that. Shot by world-renowned photographer Annie Leibovitz. <laughs> yeah, hers looks like a real cover. I know, the, I, you know, I know the, you know, Vanity Fair is famous for their lighting and yeah. their softness. This is mm-hmm. Vanity Fair to the T. I'm um, asked if you are hiring. I am available as a photographer as well. And I'm a Vanity Fair subscriber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hers looks real. That's true. Everyone else's kind of just looks like, you know, what this Camille's is. Camille's in the doctor's the office. Costume with like a little fake edit over it. Sarah looks like a promotional poster as Angelina Jolie for Tomb Raider. This is Laura Croft. <laughs> um, I wanted blood vial. I wanted I wanted brother kissing Angelina Jolie, <laughs> not whatever the hell this is. For some reason, April does not look like Catherine. This is straight up, as Eric said, Christina Aguilera. I yeah. wanted dirty. I wanted the thin mm-hmm. eyebrows, the chaps, the braided hair with the black streaks in it randomly. So what's weird, just even comparing these two, like Sarah's wardrobe, of, of course, evokes Tomb Raider. Like it reads directly but like what why would i associate a little black dress with katherine zeta jones like yeah it's i should it should have been a little black dress and an old man in a wheelchair (laughs) (laughs) i said it wow (laughs) yeah she's pushing pushing her father-in-law around a lot (laughs) (laughs) wait that's her husband um also wait yeah just now seeing this photo again sorry of sarah I just got that remember that like this is what Tyra had to teach her to do like remember yeah. how Tyra had to teach her this pose to like mm-hmm. somehow have her pants unbuttoned to unbutton her pants so she could show like the v thing yeah to show the v exactly yeah I'm like this not is the just, v like, but like the v bone bad photo. yeah yeah it, and I would say that Lara Croft in the in the Angelina Jolie version of Tomb Raider is not like this butch she is no. still, still femme very femme yeah 
this very... looks like some like cosplay like headshot photo like i'm gonna be a mm -hmm. laura croft impersonator at comcon at comic comic con yeah. san diego for the weekend and make 500 bucks this is a little and bit more Katniss still... everdeen for me <gasps> yeah oh my gosh yeah okay well, I used to like rock that side braid in high school because I did not know what else to do with my hair. <laughs> uh, and then Mercedes is Billie Holiday. Um, oh, I love her. It's a nice photo. It's a nice photo. It's beautiful. Uh, it was, it's nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's cute. It's, it's gorgeous. It's definitely like that sweet softness. Mm -hmm. Does it, does it, it, and I don't think it's like literally Billie Holiday for me. I think it, it it's evoking. So it's it giving can. me more like Nina Simone. Yeah, it's it can stand maybe on its own, but it's a little costume on the back of the magazine that no one sees. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion. You know, as a photographer on the side. Well, uh, Jovita, who would you have called first this week? These are your I results. would honestly do Diamora, and then I would do um, uh, Mercedes just because I love her, and I really mm -hmm. do think that's a beautiful photo. And then I would do Camille next. Okay. Sorry, that's okay. what I mean. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Anaya, what say you? Oh, what say I? What am I going to prescribe today? A dose of shandy. <laughs> Even though I like Siomaro's photo, I don't like, obviously I can't judge on the attitude, but just the attitude put me off. And it's also that it's it's a little blackface. Right. Sorry. I, just, I, I, I mean that if I had not known that she was blackface, just seeing the photos. I guess so. Okay. So then, okay. So I, <laughs> I don't want people back. to think I'm okay with blackface. Okay. That's, I that's think I, I would have gone, I, <laughs> I would have said number one, Shandy, because it is Vanity Fair. It's Annie Leibovitz. If you're hiring, I'm available. Um, Siomara is also a very, this is like Vogue Italia status, mm -hmm. I want to say. Mm -hmm. Very, very editorial, very stylized. So I'll go, so I'll go with that. Mr. Jensen, what say you? I'm making this decision because I think it's really important that regardless of what the creative of the photo shoot is, you have to have a great fashion photo at the end of it. And so I'm not gonna choose the person who I think is evoking their character best, but I'm a, Dr. Anaya, I agree with you that Shandy's photo is the, the fashion standout here. Like it's selling the dress. It's, it, there's a mood here. Um, I, it doesn't read Nicole Kidman to me, which is great. It doesn't need to. And then I also agree that Ziomara is doing, like she's doing the work in the photo, despite being in blackface, of course, huge asterisk on this photo. I cannot tolerate Katie for a single second at this point in the cycle. I agree that she's selling pinup realness. I might call her fourth just to prove a point. <laughs> that I don't pinup realness. I don't she like is, you. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Mercedes, I think she really pulled it out, but Part of that is knowing kind of what she's working against. Okay. Also, Katie is very photoshopped because she looks so much like so that. much like Marilyn. It's yeah. kind of scary. Yeah. And we know that yeah. Top Model has a history of photoshopping because Mercedes, not two episodes ago, was literally looking like a different race too. That's right. And, that's and her eyes were like, yeah, I'm like, making like giant teacup shapes over my eyes. They were huge and weird. Who would who would we who send, send home? home? Hovita, who would you send home? Quick. Oh, Shandy. <gasps> okay, bitch. Hovita. I'm sorry, guys. I, I maybe it's just because I haven't watched her from the beginning, but okay, I'm sorry. I take that back, Sarah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, let's see. Who would I send home? It's honestly a tie between April and Sarah, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with the cosplay character that is Miss Angelina Jolie. I'm sorry, Sarah, but you are the weakest link. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to send home Katie too, but I kind of like seeing her being sad. <laughs> Didn't you say that about someone else too last time that you liked them just because they were sad or something like that? 
like the drama. Oh, oh no! Oh, you like... would have loved to have kept Robin because it just would have been drama. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Right. I'd send Katie home, but I want her to continue to be sad. It's where I can see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, over here. She's no. already depressed as it is. Dr. Anaya, I don't know what's going on today, but I agree with you again on your bottom two. You know, I love April. Love, love, love April. And here, I, she, I love when got... we have the same bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small town. Um <laughs> I think she didn't really hit, I, I think this was stacked against her in some ways. I think she's doing what she can, but she's also working the light really weird. I don't know what's happening. Uh, April? Yeah. It, it's like, I, I can't. Even if she's just looking, like, she's, she's just looking at the light. There's no emotion in the mm-hmm. eyes. Not, it, lo- it also looks like she's wearing a wig. Yes, her hair looks like a 10 year old Barbie that's yeah. been at the bottom of the toy chest collecting all of the dust and dead skin cells. But I would send home Sarah because I think that she's too, not only is she too literally a character portrayed by the actor, she's like too far like she's become a parody of that character yeah. in a way that I think is not even not remotely fashion which is yeah which is why I had this an issue with this photo it was it looked like a party city photo shoot for like Halloween costumes of yes. 2003 <laughs> agree and well now we have come to my favorite segment as a recent um it is the drama segment as we like to call once mice to live Um, Charlie, kick us off. Well, this is a firmly anti-Camille episode, beginning with no one holding the elevator open for her as they're on their way to the boxing workout. Someone says, close it. (laughs) (laughs) Someone says, just just close the door. This was a this was an a, a, like an aggressively anti Camille episode. Yeah. Uh, and then when they're when they're at that workout and it's down to April and Camille, like literally every person is verbally rooting for April and no one is saying a word to Camille. So like that. Sucks. And Camille's like, no one's no one's saying my name. No, can I get like a, a go both? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Camille's not here to make friends and she's definitely not. So mission accomplished. But at the same time, like. It's I can like, see why it sucks. Yeah. Sorry, just to circle back about the elevator thing. It is really petty though, because like there's no way production has two different cars. Like they were gonna have to wait for her anyway. So they were yep. just being like little bees by the I think they walked the to the gym. Did they not walk to the gym? Did they get no, in the they car? took the car. They took the okay. car. Okay. Zumara lets Camille borrow her leather cuff bracelets and earrings for the Betsy Johnson challenge. But Camille decides that they don't go with the outfit and leaves them on the bathroom counter. And you see her physically like put be- them down. Yeah, and this is kind of the beginning of drama that, like, doesn't really ever go anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess it does. She gets pissed because they later are broken, and um, she it immediately says that she'll have them fixed. Yeah, somehow she knows a girlfriend that makes that's a jewelry designer. She can fix them. Cool. But like, that's a pretty quick turnaround. Like, that's a pretty mature thing to do. Like, immediately offer to get them fixed. Like, she's like, it's my, you know, I got it. Like, yeah. no what? Like, don't worry. What does the Omar expect? Like, Camille, pull out your time machine and go back and get my earrings before they were broken. I don't right. Know I've been like, girl, I think you gave them to me broken. Right. They were handmade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or don't give away your shit if you don't want it to get broken. That is rule number one true but it was part of the challenge but it's like if she's already like offering to fix it immediately it's like yeah i'd be like okay thank you so much like yeah 
when you give him like hopefully you don't go home before me vice versa i would like to have him before one of us goes home and, and leave it at that be be civilized be 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 adult um and well you know obviously the most iconic part of this episode is that katie's called a hooker or has hooker like st- style hooker style she's wearing she's wearing leg warmers with heels and a, <laughs> and a denim mini skirt and i think like a yellow tank top that looks like it's made out of terry cloth and i think she's wearing a choker too am i right i can't remember but okay i may be it's right a lot. Sure. it is There's a, a lot, lot of chokers in this it episode. is a lot <laughs> it was a moment she gets upset and he's like why are you so irate and she's like well you called me a hoe and he's like i would never call you a hoe i just said you had hoe style <laughs> <laughs> and it's like i mean uh, granted i my style is a little bit more reserved um so i i think the the least that someone could tell me is that my style was boring and I wouldn't even be offended at that probably because I'm, I will own it. My style is pretty boring, um, but I do love fashion. So you know what? <sighs> Granted, he shouldn't, have, he shouldn't have told her to go down to the docks and see what the, the prostitutes were wearing and not wear that. That's a little too much, Simon. That, yeah. I love you. You are my gay <laughs> dad, but it was, just, it, it was just like a little jab. Because I'm sorry, Sarah looked more like a hooker. She had thigh-high pleather boots, fishnets, a denim mini skirt, and then was she wearing like some like off the shoulder top or something like that? I mean, misogyny from a gay man. Who? Who? <laughs> Us? <laughs> Couldn't imagine. <laughs> Certainly not I. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a lot of mocking drama this episode with girls making fun of each other. Literally, I'm not finished. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm speaking. <laughs> As I was coming into the mocking yeah. part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked a little bit about that already, but it was good times. Some good impressions. And they did, yeah, some really real, good job. Some real talent among the girls this mm-hmm. season. Katie in particular could have a career impersonating these other models yeah. for the rest of her life since she can't model on her own. And you know what? The photo shoot was a great opportunity to, opportunity for her to like see if she has the, the she can do the impersonation as well mm-hmm. too. So this had. was this was just uh a, this episode was just built for Katie to be like what can I do post post modeling if I can't become a winner mm-hmm. can I become an impressionist <laughs> <laughs> and then one of the sadder scenes um in the episode Mercedes calls her mom crying about how hard it is to be under all this stress while living with lupus because her hair is literally falling out and she's keeping it a secret and her mom tries to get her spirits up which she eventually like pulls herself together because Mercedes is like strong as hell and she like looks in the mirror cleans off her makeup to make sure none of the girls will be able to tell that she's crying and walks out and she says you know I'm fine I have lupus but I'm alive and like I got this mm-hmm. Mercedes that fucking hero and yeah, A plus for this editors give them an Emmy for not showing her dealing with the hair loss like, yes. like I, I did not want to see clumps of hair so I'm glad that we did not see that. I'm glad they respected her privacy yeah. and did not show like like fucking craft scene where she's like, what's happening to my hair? Yeah. For some odd reason, the drama always happens on set. It's crazy that it happened this early on because Tyra's on set with you. So it's like, if the head bitch in charge is seeing you throw a fit, like that's a problem. Siomara mm-hmm. is like talking with Tyra and she's like, I don't want to be Grace Jones. And Tyra's like, bitch, she is a fashion icon. Janice has worked with her as she claims. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Sierra's like freaking out. She's like, I don't want to be Grace Jones. Like, she's just too dark. I'm not that dark. And Tyra's like, I gave you this because I knew you could handle it. But but I'm like, mm-hmm. the whole thing's problematic. Yeah. Yeah. But like, why though? 
And then at panel, Tyra's like pissed that Ciamara had pushed back on said. Tyra, these are your, these are your words, Tyra. Ethnic girls never want to look darker. So if you know that, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. I have never seen a photo of you being that dark, Tyra. Explain. Well, she's never going to be on the podcast now, Giovanni. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she, uh, love and hate, love and hate relationship. You know how I am about her. That's just kind of something where like, America's Next Top Model kind of misses the mark because like when Tyra said stuff like that, ethnic girls never want to look darker. Like it's kind of opportunity to mention like why, which mm-hmm. is, you know, because society straight up tells us that we and shouldn't she, be. And she doesn't say that, but she stands up for other things. Exactly. Like, the weight thing is a bigger issue for her than having someone be upset because they're going to be darker. Than like white, white privilege. Yeah, that's where <laughs> she really misses the mark because that, that really could have been like a learning opportunity for the viewers mm-hmm. that in, like, regardless of, you know, Grace Jones just being an icon and that's why it's okay to look like her. Like it really just is okay to be a dark-skinned woman. Camille has some commitment directly evaluation Camille's like talking about her outfit and she's talking about like why she picked the necklace because it had circles on it and then because the ring had circles and then her clutch had a circle on it so it all just you know just came full circle for her and Eric was like baby girl this is not brain surgery it's not that complicated it's just say that you like the necklace but I want to know the meaning behind the necklace it it represents the the 18 circles of hell that I'm going to be in later on (laughs) um She's but like, you know what though I'll, I'll see i'll see camille and hell too i'll see you both there too she's like i want to tell you all for? about a little thing i like to call geometry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i do love math and i love circumferences and um fucking tangents and stuff but you know what though it, again another opportunity to listen receive the feedback and say okay cool i will note it mm-hmm. well let's shift into the antm contribution to pop culture this week what do we got? Well, boys and girls, they's, I think it goes without saying that Betsy Johnson being on television, I think having a designer of this caliber being on a reality show is like, mm-hmm. whoa. It's like, a huge get. Shit just got real. I am walking for Betsy Johnson. She's doing cartwheels for me. She, <laughs> I can see the lip gloss and the eyeliner. And I feel like I'm glad they met Betsy Johnson because I think Betsy is the epitome of what New York is. It's gritty, but it's also very chic and fun and not boring. Betsy's so girly though, you know, like like there's something very feminine, despite the fact that there's also an edginess to her look. Like it's it's an edgy feminine. Yeah. She's like she's like the female version of Heather Rett, I feel like. Okay, no one knows who Heather Rett is. Cool. I'm making confused eyes right now. <laughs> they're 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 eventually on Antium. Yes. They do a yes. fashion show for them. Yes. Yeah. You know what cycle? Three. Okay. Cool. Oh. <laughs> Boom! I passed the doctor and I a pop quiz. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I obviously what? for her fashion taste on this episode, she has a shirt that says, Guys love BJ. <laughs> and no truer, no truer words have ever been spoken. Yeah. I love that. Because I have never met a man I, who doesn't like a BJ. I wonder if someone tried to like, Tell her that was inappropriate too. She was just like, I'm I, she'd be like, this. "This is my shirt, bitch. I'm wearing. You're inviting me yeah. on your show. I'm gonna wear whatever the hell I want." Yeah, I told. I imagined how it went down too. If I was her, I'd be like, "It stands for Betsy Johnson." What, yeah. what do you yeah, mean? Why is that offensive? There's a period in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, beyond Betsy, the clothes on the contestants in this episode are a fucking Greek tragedy. Nothing goes with anything. And what even is this era? It's extremely like truck stop, torn miniskirt chic, trucker hats, 
fedoras, extremely Timberlake douchebag era fashion. It is both too much and not enough at the same time. The cardinal sins of fashion. This was a moment though, and I appreciate that we're seeing we're seeing fashion in this moment because I feel like in the last cycle we it, it could have been in any year. Like the girls were like wearing fucking gaucho pants and fucking platform fucking Steve Madden styrofoam <laughs> shoes. They all just walked out of the gap on the last cycle. Yes, in the probably in the 90s <laughs> in this era gap was selling gauchos when i worked at gap and i was like what the fuck are these these are the same they so were still ugly. selling them when i was i'm never them. recommending them to anyone <laughs> um but you know I, it, it was a moment you know like fucking yeah it was like a yeah. time capsule it this really yes if, if gen z could see this now <laughs> you know what oh my it gosh. is it is a time capsule and we need to bury it and forget about it <laughs> all right well let's move into cringe of the week Gross. I know that we're gonna have some hot top God, on this Jesus. one. I'm gonna start. <laughs> I uh, so at one point, Tyra is telling one of the girls to wear a white tank top underneath what she's wearing, and Tyra calls it a wife beater. Do you know what girl she's talking to though? I can't remember. It's Shandy. Even worse because Shandy's <laughs> from Missouri. Um, what does that mean? So, People so, in Missouri just beat their wives. I, I think I know what you're trying to say. Shandy works at Walgreens. Like Shandy is not. She she maybe. She might be aspiring to the middle class at that at this point. I think that's what the stereotype kind of goes to, right? This whole right. wife beater stereotype. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know what? That's maybe why I don't really have that big of a problem with it. Just because I feel like there's so many other stereotypes that we need to dismantle. But <laughs> so like, so, so would you have felt the same way if someone was wearing gladiator sandals? But I she... do, but I do get the point that like, we shouldn't really be referencing like, that is a very triggering term, the term wife beater. Okay, so I see the problematic with that. Yeah, but you know what's interesting is that like when you Google the term wife beater, it still comes up. Like that's still what it's called. Right. Oh, and I mean, it, 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 there's not a picture of Jason Seagal that pops up? <laughs> so, <laughs> and it is, it is and I, I've always wondered that too. Like, is that really what it's called? And yeah. I mean, it really is about connecting lower class, white identity, poverty um, with domestic violence mm-hmm. and and, and also, I think making fun of that, like yeah. the the term wife beater, it, it's to it's to make fun of that stereotype, that cultural stereotype we have, but but that still is a stereotype that makes light of domestic violence, which is not a subject that is worth right. talking about. That's that's where I'm coming. I mean, from. no one was laughing. Such a casually tossed around thing. It's like like any form. It's like a microaggression, right? It's like it's something that you can casually say. And if she had said it to someone who had been beaten by their spouse, like that mm-hmm. would be triggering. It's one of those things where it's like society legitimately created and normalized that word. And like a lot of people say it without knowing it, knowing what it means. So I think that, yeah. And I'm sure like a man was the person, the one who created that term to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Haynes probably. Yeah, like it's probably straight up trademarked. They're like, oh, this is good. She's a good idea. Charlie, you should write a strongly worded email to Haynes and Food of the Loom. <laughs> Dear Mr. Haynes, <laughs> I am a white gay man in America. <laughs> and I am angry. <laughs> um, Havita? Oh, of course, blackface is definite the most biggest cringe um regardless if she was already an afro-latino woman of color it's never okay especially if you're gonna do it make reference to why women of color don't want to be darker and then not explain why or give any like you know intelligent reasoning in regards to society 
and why she felt that way and not necessarily like kind of it felt yeah that was that was a cringe worthy in all regards it was cringy the way that you know she reacted to having to be portrayed as a darker mm-hmm. woman and it was also just cringy the way that the show portrayed it and the fact that they felt the need to do that to begin with. Agree. I agree. <clears throat> Again, Tyra claiming drag culture as her own culture. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, somehow Janice always gets dragged into this, but she puts herself in this position, um, you know, telling Kate that she looks like a beautiful, like a beautiful guy, or obviously that wasn't the point of the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Enough. Yeah. And uh, lastly, Tyra's outfit is a series of choices that she made. Because Tyra was wearing the exact same outfit that Katie was wearing when she met Simon. All right. Well, let's vote. Dr. Anaya, what, what gets your vote for Cringe of the Week? I'm going to let you guys go first because I don't want to be, in, I, I'd rather be the the, the decision Burke. maker. And because I feel like if I go first, I'm going to get dragged for going first. And then it's just going to be too much. So hope okay. you think you go first. Okay, I'll go again. first. Okay. So I definitely do believe that blackface is a definite cringe um like the biggest one not because i think that domestic abuse is you know not important but i just think that protecting the black woman back then and now is so important so that's why that's my vote i agree i think that if they wanted to dress someone up like grace jones they had uh black women who could have occupied that role better than ziomara without without dragging all of these issues about Mm. you know colorism and representation and and the model's own comfort with what she's been assigned which i think tyra was not very mindful about in the conversation um it seemed like she was more upset that ziomara was uh criticized upset (laughs) tyra was upset because ziomara was upset (laughs) make it make sense blackface i think when when we it's never been okay but i think it's it's something now that like you can't ever recover from Mm-hmm. like at this point like no there's no going back we have so many celebrities who've done it it's like incredibly damaging no matter when they chose to do it, it it's something that um wh- white people i hope are finally waking up about to yeah. understand the damage that it causes in particular uh to communities of color so it's it's very difficult to even watch it now um even though this was you know 16 years ago Crazy. all right dr anaya where are you at well obviously <laughs> i'm gonna go with blackface <laughs> it is <laughs> like I mean come on what if Dr. Naya came out here and he's like I'm sorry but Tyra's outfit here is just <laughs> unexcusable <laughs> there would be a I, I think the listeners would, would be would be very upset with me I think it they would probably protest for me to be off the podcast there'd be room for Shea Coulee on this podcast after that <laughs> <laughs> I did it. I did it. I said the name. I did it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with blackface because it's the, it's, this is the first time, but it's not the last time. So clearly Tyra did not learn her lesson the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's learned it now, 17 years, 18 years later. Um, but I think to continue doing it in the later cycles, and then we see that it's actually done on white people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm is even worse. I don't know. I feel like we got to protect the black woman. And I, like I said earlier, the shoot was more like a costume shoot. And I feel like that's why CMR was upset because it was like, but I don't even look like Grace Jones. Right. right. Why am I going to be Grace Jones? And black women are not a costume. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And I feel like this is something CMR would have never even have done on her own. Be like, I'm going to be Grace Jones one year. Like she probably would have been like Sailor Cruz probably because she's Cuban <laughs> because CMR is Cuban. <laughs> Um, and okay, Charlie, take us on a journey. L- l- where did Janasha go? In three, two, one, breaking news. 
Well, after the show, Janasha did indeed return to her job at Hooters and she gave birth to her son, KJ, in 2007. She appeared in a few Seattle calendars and took some- Like rain, like hunter boots maybe? Because it rains there a lot, right? So she, um, was, she was definitely flooding some basements back then. I'm hoping that they were fundraisers for literary organizations where she's- uh, photographed holding books. That's my. <laughs> I'm almost... What book is Janasha holding? She's absolutely <laughs> Green photo- eggs and ham. And yeah, there's no way she's absolutely in a bikini, like in the snow, in some of these calendar shoots. Like, there's no way. I fe- so. No, I feel like she's like in hunter boots in a bikini, like jumping in puddles. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, in 2010, Janasha was a contestant on the Wheel of Fortune, and she won. And she now lists in her Instagram bio that she is a Wheel of Fortune winner and ANTM is not mentioned. <laughs> I, w- I wonder what word, what phrase she won on. Ooh, That's a great question. Yeah, Kate yeah. Moss is also 5'7". <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a K, please? <laughs> I'd like to solve the puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> Tanasha's work now is collecting rehabilitated plants what does that even mean i don't plants that are dying is what i'm guessing she can have one of mine Mine, i killed one of mine earlier today um but notably we learned that uh this cycle had the first uh model contestants of asian descent and they include janasha sarah and april um janasha has a very mixed heritage um and it was never discussed on the show well that brings us to the end of this episode this was you know a provocative and important conversation i'm glad that we Mm -hmm. were here together to talk through these issues jovita if people want to celebrate anything that you said today where can they find you on the internet so my most important social media network to me right now is TikTok. So they can follow me at positive in a good way to watch me (laughs) talk about weird, funny, real news stories, most of the time in the bathtub, or they can find me on Instagram um, at Horchata Minaj, Horchata like the drink, Minaj like the person. (laughs) Not like the act. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Anaya, where can people locate you? So if you want to locate me because you agree with everything I said on this podcast. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Giovanni Anaya, J O V O N I E A N A Y A, and on Instagram at, at underscore according to Joe, because it's always going to be according to me. We get it. <laughs> And Charlie, where can our our listeners, our followers, where can they follow you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter as Charles underscore Jensen with an E-N. And I'm on Instagram as Charles Jensen, no underscore, just to keep it interesting. And also don't forget to follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at YWBOT pod. Giovanni is doing the Lord's work, curating the absolute best (laughs) in TM related content to bully you through the week. Um, and we also post surveys related to our episodes. And so you can vote on who you think should have gone home. It's very interactive. It's like you're a member of the pod and, um, you know, we love you. So like us, rate us, and don't follow any other ANTM podcasts that just started. They're imposters. And I will say that this podcast has been um, blessed by the, the head woman in charge, Tyra Banks, has liked us tweeted at us so it is tyra approved um oh my gosh i didn't know that 
Yes. That's amazing. She replied to one of our listeners' tweets, and then she tweeted at the photo that I had posted because I love to be on trend with um, the, um. the memes of the moment. And I did the... Um, the 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 this is my my great grandmother at so and so and I did a photo of Tyra at the first Woodstock making love not war. So that's why you guys got jacked. She straight up gave you guys clout. Yep, she did. Wow. Thank you, mother. Yes, Thanks, bless Tyra. Tyra. That's amazing. So the, this is the only Tyra approved podcast. Yes, and you have. <gasps> You have receipts and stamps for it too. I love. We love. I should, yeah, girl, I screenshot everything. My phone has like. 30,000 photos on them. Half of them are screenshots. Um, I don't own the property to them. <laughs> I'm proud of you but guys. I'm going to walk back your claim. I'm going to walk back your claim that we are Tyra approved and say that we are t- the, the only Tyra acknowledged podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyra, yes, yes. Tyra acknowledged. Again, I hope she doesn't listen to these first few seasons. Yeah. Well, that's, honestly, that's all, folks. That's all, <laughs> that's all for today. Wait, what more can we say? Thank you both. Thank you for Thank having you me so again. Thank you so much for your time. Jovita, you're lovely. Jovita, it's always a pleasure to have you. I think it's because we we share the first initials. We, Thank you J-O. so much. I'll come back anytime. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.